Okay, we're going to resume our conversation. So, uh, Chandra, you told us um, about how care is actually going to uh, sub-centers in uh, rural India, um, sharing your app and your medical team. I mean, it's not just an app. You have a team of specialists um, behind the app that are able to um, provide telehealth consultations through a local community health worker or nurse. Um, so they're working with a local community health care worker or nurse. Who are the people working to provide the uh, specialist care on your app? Are they um, the local uh, doctors from the city in India? Who are the people that are working on your app? So uh, so currently we are uh, implementing this model, as I said, in a place called uh, Kerala. So uh, the uh, the doctors are being facilitated by, uh, I would say, a multi-speciality hospital in Kerala called NIMS. Uh, uh, and uh, so basically uh, what we are doing as a startup, we are actually going and uh, presenting our uh, model to them. And uh, they are also finding it very unique for them because uh, for them there are a lot of patients who travel from very remote villages and they find it very difficult to come there as well so some of these uh, multi speciality hospitals uh, which are quite big in the in the cities uh, so they are willing to give us and actually we have onboarded all their specialist doctors on our app uh, so in this specific example which i'm talking about is that the way we are operating here is uh, is we will have uh, a GP as well in that uh, telemedicine center, and we will have a qualified nurse and a, a general physician who's basically like uh, probably just uh, uh, a junior doctor who's probably passed out and has one or two years of experience. Now, these specialist doctors who are provided by this uh, multi-speciality, uh, I would say, uh, hospital, we have onboarded all of their doctors on a platform. So each doctor, like each specialist has given specific day of their availability, right? They said like uh, a pediatrician is available every day for say one hour, uh, a certain slot, right? Or uh, I would say a cardiologist uh, is available every alternate day. Uh, a gynecologist is available every alternate day for a few hours. Uh, so like that, we've been able to bring in all the specialty doctors on board. And the idea is every patient who walks into the uh, rural clinic, the GP obviously with his uh, experience, he will do the primary checkup, primary um, diagnosis. And uh, he's the one who's going to decide whether this person needs a, a specialist. So not many uh, patients who come are required uh, to have a specialist doctor every day. So ideally, like even uh, every day, if they have to have at least, uh, say, five to 10 consultations or five consultations of specialists, so there are there. Um, so this patient walks into the center, they have this problem and uh, uh, think the doctor thinks that they need to see an orthopedician. Then the, the health worker will see the calendar there. They'll see there is a, this doctor who's available on that particular day. So they'll book a slot. They'll ask the patient to come back uh, next time again on that same day. Typically, it's just a, uh, a difference of one day. So they'll come back and uh, they'll facilitate the entire call. So so that's how we have been able to manage because 
most of these specialist doctors are super busy. When I, I went there to onboard them on our platform, each of them actually gave me exactly two minutes of their time. <laughs> so that's how busy they have been, right? Uh, and one of the ENT specialists was like literally uh, wearing all her gadgets and she was busy. So uh, because whatever time they are in uh, uh, during the uh, working hours, I mean, they see so many patients, like hundreds of patients every day, right? So it's impo really impossible. But um, so that's where we're trying to uh, find a time when probably during their travel, when they're when they have time or or after their work, when they have some time, probably one hour or uh, two hours, whatever time slot they are able to give. So we, accordingly, we are able to onboard them on our platform. And uh, obviously, the great, uh, 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 it's all because of the great effort of the hospital uh, management itself, because they are the ones who believe in this. Uh, they also feel like they need to serve the communities. And as a hospital, I also, they, they provide a lot of these, um, uh, I'd say subsidized care, or would say they help a lot of community members as well who are unable to pay and all. So they have seen that, uh, uh, I would say, uh, uh, they see that there is a value in this. So that's how they are enabling, or I would say they are offering those doctors. So we have onboarded all of them on a platform. So this is how it's happening now. It will be a physician who will be sitting at the center and they can now connect to all these specialist doctors from that center itself without patient moving or neither the specialist coming to them. Yeah, that's incredible. So you're taking the specialists that are in the community health center, which you know is 30 to 60 kilometers away from the patient and connecting them to that subcenter that's uh, a couple miles from their home where they can access healthcare within a day. Have you had any difficulty um, I mean, what is motivating these uh, physicians in the community subcenter um, to want to participate uh, in helping through telehealth um, the community? And have you had any difficulty getting people to want to be part of the program? Uh, so right now, uh, uh, this is all the, uh, the engagement is uh, purely private. I mean, we are not currently working with the government. Uh, so all these uh, players uh, are uh, private players, and uh, I believe uh, uh, the hospital, which is uh, willing to give their specialists, um, they have been very, I would say, supportive. Um, they believe um, their responsibility towards society, and uh, they want to bring a difference. And uh, in a way, I think... Um, uh, it could be uh, an opportunity for them as well. Yeah, if you see a larger perspective, because anyone who needs an advanced care, right? So end of the day, they can turn up to their uh, hospital itself, right? Basically, in a way, what they're trying to do is instead of the patient coming all the way to their hospital, they are enabling that access from that village uh, itself. And uh, if that person needs a, an advanced care or a specialist care on an I would say if he needs to get admitted for whatever reason, so they are able to provide that uh, uh, benefit, right? So yeah, and obviously so most of these people, they do have the, um, I would say most of the below poverty line people in India, they get insurance from the government itself. So in a way, they are not getting, uh, uh, the people are not paying that money. 
right? But still, hospitals are getting paid because of the insurance uh, which they uh, avail from the government, right? So, yeah. So, in a way, I think uh, uh, in a larger perspective, there is a business opportunity for them because a lot of these patients can end up in their hospitals uh, at the end. Uh, but also, uh, they're trying to kind of build this satellite clinic, I would say, right? Uh, where uh, they can uh, uh, get leads in a very, uh, I would say, very rudely, if you would put it. So they're kind of marketing their uh, uh, hospital in the those villages. Yeah, that's great that you are uh, creating that opportunity, actually. You're literally building up the local infrastructure by bringing telehealth expertise from further away. We've heard from uh, previous guests that we have interviewed how important it is to engage with the local uh, government, the Ministry of Health, in order to uh, get your projects, um, not only make sure your projects are in line with what um, their goals are, but um, to make sure your project is supported and follows um, their guidance. How uh, have you engaged with the government or the Ministry of Health with your work in care? So, uh, so luckily, uh, from the day one, since the time we started building the technology, working on the technology, so uh, we started exploring how we align ourselves with the uh, government of India. So basically, they have a, a department called NHA, National Health Authority, um, which is the prime... Uh, uh, make decision maker on the framework and uh, um, or the compliance related uh, uh, requirements. So what we have done when we started building our technology, we have ensured that we are aligned with them. Uh, so they have uh, we are actually fully certified by them. So there are uh, different levels of certification under them. Um, they're called uh, Aishman Bharat Digital Mission. So this is obviously the flagship program of. Uh, the Prime Minister, current Prime Minister of India. And uh, uh, so what they wanted to do is they wanted to kind of create a revision, uh, kind of a revolution like UPI. Um, I would say unified payment uh, interface. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard like where we are able to now even the lowest, sh smallest shopkeeper can get the payments digital in a digital way, right? I mean, I can just scan the code and make the payments, right? So nobody in India now exchanges money. So there's no transaction of cash transaction is almost like negligible now. For every small thing I pay through my digital uh, uh, wallet, I would say, where I can transfer the money directly to their account uh, just by scanning the QR code. Now, the similar uh, kind of uh, uh, infrastructure they want to build in healthcare. Uh, that's the reason they are creating something called Unified Health Interface, uh, which obviously it's a long. Uh, a long plan. Uh, now, one of their uh, objective is uh, when they started this framework, I would say approximately two years ago, when the government had started, um, they called this framework called uh, Aishman Bharat Digital Mission. So under this, they have created something called ABHA. Uh, ABHA is Aishman Bharat uh, Health Account. So it's just like an health ID. So in India, obviously, we don't have anything like uh, a health ID, or I think I would typically like in US, right? Like if you give your social security number, uh, they will know your past medical history and uh, where you have been, which clinic you have been, 
what kind of medicines you've been taking, right? Maybe I'm hoping that kind of information is available. That's exactly what the government of India is trying to do. They have created this, um, already there is an infrastructure, I would say there is a unique ID with every individual in India. Uh, and on top of it, they wanted to create this layer of uh, health ID. So when they created this health ID, the idea is to kind of retain or maintain medical records in that health ID. So to, today I go to a particular facility or I would say hospital and they treat me. They obviously generate some medical records. They should be able to link it to my health ID. Tomorrow I go to another hospital uh, and that hospital, if they want to retrieve my past records, they should be able to do it without asking this hospital, right? So that's a kind of interoperability they have built wherein that second hospital will just punch in that uh, particular health ID and it will retrieve all this data. Now, to kind of make it happen a reality on the ground, government obviously needs a lot of these digital players uh, or I would say, you know, HMIS systems, ERP, uh, I would say, sorry, EMR, uh, HMIS, hot hot, uh, sorry, hospital management softwares or electronic medical records uh, softwares. So they actually have to come into existence and they are the ones obviously who can drive this. And that's when the government of India started uh, trying uh, building partnership with uh, such partners. So we are also one of their partner where they have done, I mean, several levels of scrutiny, like uh, they've done uh, functional testing of our app. They have done security testing, ensuring that there is no data leakage. They have done several audits. Then, then finally, they have made us do demos, several demos to the NHA people itself. And then after they verified, validated, they finally given us a stamp that, okay, you are aligned with the... So what is happening here is in the back end of the R software, they have given us an API. Uh, so, uh, so what it does is if a patient comes to me today, uh, to my clinic, I'll be able to create their health ID uh, with this linkage. So in the backend already, I'm integrated with NHA with their uh, framework. So I put in their existing, uh, I would say kind of social security number there. We call it Aadhaar. I put it there, I put there and then I'll be able to generate a health ID instantly. Now, if I generate any medical records, I can also link them to that uh, instantly, right? So that kind of alignment uh, we have been able to do as a digital partner, several other multi-speciality hospitals, or I would say big brands, uh, or um, uh, all these clinics, hospitals, everybody is aligned with that uh, framework. So in a way, with the help of, I would say, the consent of the patient, you can always have access to those records. So coming back to your questions, uh, I try to kind of give you all this, but uh, we have been able to have that uh, compliance and uh, necessary uh, requirements. Uh, and we are hoping to participate in some of their projects as well, right? Uh, end of the day, unlike uh, the um, payments, uh, uh, healthcare is very difficult and uh, it's not easy to get adopted. So we are also trying to engage uh, with them on some of the projects where we are trying to increase the adoption of this uh, health initiative, I would say. That's incredible. Um, it sounds like you have a universal healthcare system and, and now the 
the uh, Ministry of Health is working to make sure that the uh, medical record system is also unified. I know a lot of people in America assume that we have that here, but we do not. We are not an integrated healthcare system. We have lots of electronic medical records and none of them speak to each other. So if you go to the hospital down the street and you get seen and then you go to the hospital uh, across town, um, they have no idea what happened at the other hospital because the all the companies are competing with each other and do not share or speak the same language. Um, so it is, uh, that is an incredible innovation and perhaps you'll be doing it for us one day. That's great to hear. <laughs> uh, yes, we are, we are not uh, leading the pack on that one here in the United States for sure. Chandra, what would you say are uh, the greatest uh, healthcare needs and inequities that uh, still exist in the communities you're serving um, and that need to be the priority? I think uh, even though uh, we say that government, uh, I would say every government is doing their bit, but the challenge is uh, if you look at the demographics of India, um, literally, I would say 68% of people live in rural villages, right? And uh, so, so it's hardly like any 30% of people are in the urban areas. Every other invention, discovery, everything happens for them, for the urban areas. What we do for the rural is very, very, very little, right? I mean, uh, whatever new age gadgets or new age AIs, whatever you bring, right? Nothing serves them. Uh, so, I mean, there needs to, uh, I mean, there's always like, a zero to 10. So urban is at 10, uh, rural is at zero. And uh, so that's the kind of difference uh, is there. So opportunity is tremendous. Obviously, uh, uh, biggest challenges are uh, you can't really build uh, a proper revenue models. Uh, you'd have to find ways uh, wherein you have to partner with different uh, organizations or I would say communities to come together and build some models. Uh, that's what we have been trying to do. Uh, obviously, you also need to engage with the state governments um, uh, and uh, also local governments, as you rightly said, to uh, kind uh, or explore those opportunities. So I think there is a tremendous opportunity, um, uh, I would say, uh, not only in India, I think across the globe. Uh, it's, it's almost the same case, right? Most of the, I would say most of the world is developing. There are only a few countries who are developed. <laughs> Right. So, uh, so we see this uh, uh, an opportunity, and for that matter, actually, we've been able to kind of pitch it to some uh, some of the uh, I would say uh, groups in Kenya. So we are actually now piloting in Kenya uh, again the same model because one of the best case study there we found is uh, there's one with NGO uh, which works for the uh, obviously equitable healthcare. What they do is they try to uh, bring a specialist to their village uh, once in, I would say, once in a week. And that doctor comes from uh, a city and he spends almost like two hours on the road to come to uh, his uh, that village, right? When he reaches there, he only spends around like maybe 15, 20 minutes and then he leaves. He's literally spending almost like four hours to but in his travel and the quality time he can give is probably hardly 30 minutes. So we found uh, 
a good opportunity there. We pitched our solution. They also liked it. Uh, we are uh, we are uh, yet to start the pilot, but the case study is there that uh, we've been able to now talk to a local, uh, I would say, uh, some of the local hospitals in the city, and they also uh, agreed and appreciated this model because for them, it's always been very challenging to reach out to those communities in uh, in the remote villages. So with this model, again, they are able to find that way. So as I see, there are opportunities, uh, not only in India, across different regions. Uh, it's all about proving the model. Uh, for different region, obviously, you have to slightly tweak it, but not, not, so, uh, not so much. But yes, uh, there's a need and uh, there's a lot to be done. We have so much to discuss. We could go on and on. I want to give you a second to please um, tell our audience how they can connect with you and or care if they want to connect. They can uh, definitely reach out to me. Um, I, I'm on LinkedIn uh, or they can uh, simply go to uh, uh It's the uh, website. Uh, and uh, the contact number is mine. The email IDs are uh, managed uh, by me. So yeah, they can reach out and write to me there. Excellent. If you enjoyed our episode today, please share it with a friend who you think would also enjoy this topic and conversation. Please also leave us a review as we'd like to hear your ideas and feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, uh, email us at info at haew.org. And if you'd like to learn more, join us, partner, or donate, please go to https colon double slash haew.org.